Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to the Will Within Podcast. This is your home for shared stories of hope, perseverance, will, and inspiration. Join us today as we share another story that brings to life the underlying beat of our lives. Consider us your virtual friends. Let's get inspired. Welcome to the Win Within Podcast, and I'm your host, Regina Pontus. Today, I have a return guest. She was so wonderfully well-received and gave such a wonderful presentation that I wanted to bring her back because she's working on something extremely important. She's working on the subject of human trafficking, especially as it relates to the Ukraine. And I was fascinated to learn that with all the human trafficking in Ukraine, a lot of it has to do with landmines. So before I, need to, before I bring her out to you, I want to also talk to you right off the bat about a donation of opportunity that you have to help out this uh, cause, and it's www.donorc.com, and it's Ukraine, slash Ukraine. So let me read that again, www.donorc, as in S-E-E, dot com, slash Ukraine. So let's jump into this conversation with Mitzi Perdue. Welcome, Mitzi. I really do appreciate you taking the time to swing back to talk to me again. We had a very successful chat a few years ago, and I want to make sure that we really deal with this issue of human trafficking and all the negativity that entails. We need to nip this in the bud finally once and for all. So I can't thank you enough for really taking the ownership and leadership of dealing with this problem and trying to eradicate it. You had said at one of the meetings that uh, we talked about, you had said that the United States is the worst in terms of human trafficking, and that just stuck with me. I was just so floored by that. So if you could just talk a little bit about your background, and then we'll get right to the subject at the end. Perfect. All right. My background is uh, about five years ago, I heard the lecture on human trafficking, and it seemed as if that's just the worst fate in the world for for somebody to be sex trafficked. I mean, labor traffic, yeah, that's up there too. But sex trafficked, a, a girl may be forced to have sex with strangers 10 or 12 times a night, 365 days a year, short life expectancy, just 
an awful thing. And when I heard about it, I couldn't unhear it. So five years ago, I decided to try to do something about it. And here I am. How did you finally get acquainted with the subject at hand? Okay, it happened that I was at a family business conference. Uh, it was in a beautiful Caribbean island. And, oh my goodness, who would have expected to have a completely life-changing event in a beautiful resort? But nevertheless, when I when I heard about it, I have spent the last five years uh, doing what I can. And I auctioned my engagement ring. It was the Atocha Emerald, which is one of the most, um, now I don't want to exaggerate, but uh, it's a historic emerald that Frank Perdue gave me. I auctioned it for $1.2 million at Sotheby's. And in this case, it's all going to Ukraine because although, you know, you mentioned that United States has the worst record in trafficking, but Ukraine is just suffering terribly from, from trafficking right now because the bad guys absolutely zoom in on where women are vulnerable. And by the way, I've been to Ukraine twice. Oh, in the last year. That. Tell us about that. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you. Uh, I'd written an article for Psychology Today on human trafficking in Ukraine. And my source was a guy from Ukraine whom I interviewed by phone, and he told me what he was, he was seeing there. Well, I wrote this article for Psychology Today, and a few days later, I get this text message inviting me to a Zoom call wow. with the head of police for the Kiev region. And on this Zoom call, he said, why don't you come see for yourself? And I did. And when, what did you experience there? How long were you there for? Uh, I've been there twice, and I'm going a third time. And I'll tell you what my first night was like. The first night, I go into the hotel. I check in. I'm kind of tired, jet laggy and everything. And they say, be sure to have a go bag by the front door. And that go bag, it has, you know, you put in it your passport, uh, any important documents, money, any medications you might need. Because if there's an air raid that night, you have like three minutes to get to the bomb shelter. And they said, you know, if you're in your nightgown, don't wait to change or anything, just go. And I thought, you know, they're exaggerating. I mean, it's not really going to happen. Guess who spent her first night in oh, Kiev in a bomb shelter? Oh my God, so you are really close to the line. Well, you know, it was close enough so that, uh, yeah, I went there as a journalist because I am a writer by trade. Right. And and I've I've been writing for a number of, of organizations recently. I've had like 21 articles published based on what I've written about Ukraine. I would say somewhere close to a third of the interviews that I had were in bomb shelters hmm. because... And let me tell you why that happens. The member of police that who was sort of escorting me, she had, I'm holding up my palm as if it's a uh, an iPhone. Well, she had this smartphone where you could look at the screen and there was an app on it that would have these little dots that are coming towards you. And each one of those dots represents a rocket fired from someplace in Russia. And the, the, these rockets, you know, they they're they're blowing up buildings, they're blowing up power plants, they're they're blowing up hospitals, police stations. Inform my listeners about the stats involved with, with the Ukraine, because I know this is a problem worldwide. But like we said, right now we're focusing on 
the destruction and the human trafficking happening in the Ukraine because of the war? Oh, dear. Um, no, it's very hard to come by statistics because trafficking, you know, the, the traffickers do everything they can to hide it. But here's a figure that I hear people talk about. And a member of a European organization that studies this says, you know, we can't know, but he wouldn't dismiss this figure. He said there are 8 million Ukrainians, 95% of whom are women, who've crossed the border out of out of Ukraine. And there's an estimate that 500,000 of them have been trafficked because, you know, and here's why. They they leave their country. They they don't speak the other language, the language of the country that they're in. You know, they, they have to find food and shelter. And if you can't, what do you what do you do? Well, you, you sell the one thing that you've still got with you, your body. So 500,000. And then the other half of, of the you asked about statistics. This this person from the OSCE and I'm not quite sure what that stands for but he said that they have tracked that on social media the increase of people looking for sex with Ukrainian women has increased 600% so there's there's a huge market for them oh because they know about the disadvantage the situation they're in this is horrible yeah it's, it's just heartbreaking yeah so part of of the sale of my ring uh has gone to to create a shelter for women on the border. In this case, it's the, one of the borders between Ukraine and Poland. And the idea is a woman who's about to cross the border, you know, she may have been walking for five days. She may be just, just out of it because she's exhausted and afraid and probably having some version of post-traumatic stress or actually in the moment stress. And this shelter I mean, I hope it has a long-term use, but for, but short-term, it'll be a place for women to maybe have a hot meal and be warned about what's on the other side. So when that kindly-sounding man comes up to her and says, oh, you look as if you could use a hot meal, and I can help find you a job, but get in the van because it leaves in the next five minutes, she'll know to say, no. I wrote a biography of Mark Victor Hansen, the chicken soup for the soul guy. Oh, yes. Right. Okay. And, and how is it Okay. It's won 10 national awards. Wow. wow. For best biography. Which, and every penny of the royalties of it are, are going to combat human trafficking. So I'm probably raising a lot more money out of having written a book than. Yeah. I was just so, going to say, it's funny how things turn out. You don't, you were expecting one way and. You're now more independent, and you have the ability to go to different places and tap into different resources right now. Yeah, if I so if I, I put this in the right path. But if I were, yes, if I were sitting home running an 800 volunteer member organization, I wouldn't have had time to go to Ukraine. Correct. I, I wouldn't be writing about Ukraine. And I just heard this morning that USA Today, I think it's the largest published newspaper in America has accepted one of my columns on human trafficking. Yes. Wow, that's so exciting. Yeah, it really is. Up, I mean, but it's exciting to get the information out. Well, the, it, the reason why, for me, why it's exciting is because um, I hope it's educational. One, one of the mm -hmm. things that the article said, but I'm, I'm quoting people, I, I don't, 
I, I quote. You're very humble. Quote. I know that. I know that from the last time we talked. Well, thank humble. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but the person that I quote said, human trafficking would end today if we could stop the demand. And so this article invites people, particularly young men, if if you're thinking of hiring somebody for sex, think of the harm that it does them. This is not a victimless crime. <clears throat> and further, the odds are that the that the person that somebody hires is probably trafficked. It's not going to be true in every case, but in I've heard people estimate that well, I don't know that this is true, but the estimate is out there that 95% of women who are sex workers don't want to be there, but there's some trafficker who's who's forcing them. And by forcing, that can be, you know, if you don't meet your quota, you're going to be beaten to a pulp or I'll kill your kid or, you know, in one way or another, uh, very, very few of the people who are engaged in sex work, the kind that you'd get from an escort service. There's a lot of suffering going on, and if if people stopped buying sex, there would be so many women who would not having a hell on earth life. And by the way, I want to be a little bit careful when I when I talk about this because I actually have a pretty good friend. <laughs> she's uh, she is a sex worker. Her name is Savannah Sly. She's she's in that somewhat small percentage that uh, thinks uh, that. She, she, I wrote a story on her and I'd used the word sex worker and she said, no, don't describe me as a sex worker. Describe me as a prostitute because that's what I am and I'm proud of it. Uh, so there, I mean, there do exist people who, who are happy with this life, but not many. I was just going to say that if you asked, if you took a, a tally of all the people that have been forced into this situation, it would be maybe 1% or less than 1% of people who would say I would prefer to deal with that in order to make funds meet. That's not something that I, well, there's, I interviewed uh, a man who's gone to his great reward, but I, I interviewed a man who he was the chief of psychiatry at Langone Medical Center. And in his life he had quite a few times treated victims of trafficking. And he told me that what it's like day by day for them until they're rescued uh, he said, imagine the worst depression you've ever had in your whole life. You know, maybe somebody you love died. Maybe you were young and a, a pet that you adored died. And you just felt really, really, really depressed. He said, it's like that, but it's every day and it doesn't get better. So enabling trafficking, yeah, just don't do it. Right. So what are you working on now in terms of focusing your energies to Ukraine? What, is it, what are we looking at moving forward from this week? Okay, there. Right now, I'm very involved in landmine clearing. I've started a crowdfunding effort. It's called DonorC.com/Ukraine, and it's donor like giver and C like I see you. So DonorC.com forward slash Ukraine, and it's raising three hundred thousand dollars for mine clearing in Ukraine. And you might think, uh, but you know, if you're, Mitzi, if you're interested in preventing trafficking, what does that have to do with mine clearing? It's one of the reasons that people leave Ukraine and become vulnerable is because if they're, if they're landmines in your, in your town or village, uh, you can't go get water. You can't, you know, you're, 
if you set foot outside your house, uh, you might step in a, a landmine and blow up, or your child might. And so that's landmines are a big reason for people leaving their towns and villages. So if if we could clear the landmines, then people could come back and not be as vulnerable to trafficking. So I'm actually going to Ukraine in a couple of months. I'm going to landmine clearing school. Yeah, I'm, and not that I expect to clear landmines myself, but I expect to pick up some pretty amazing stories, and and I'll learn. You know, I'll, I'll know what it's like to wear the suits and. You'll I mean, have I, the image of Diana walking around. That's the only thing you ever. Well, the, the money that I'm raising at donorc.com forward slash Ukraine, it's all going to the Halo Trust, which is the organization that sponsored Diana. I was just going to say that. That name sounds so familiar. You know, I would have never equated the two, but you're absolutely right. Is people can't live in those environments if they if the other people that are fighting against it are occupying and they're setting up landmines and stuff, puts them in a precarious situation where they do feel, like you said, they, they can't feel safe at home and they have to get out of that environment. So one does yeah. dovetail on the other. Yeah, so if for the $300,000 that we're raising, and $100,000 has already been raised so far, uh, $300,000 will put 18 landmine clearing people uh, for half a year uh, removing mines. And that that's going to mean, I'm going to guess, I don't know, but it feels to me like there will be thousands of people who won't lose a leg or be blinded by, by landmines because the landmines are going to be collected and then destroyed. You know, I, I never thought of that in terms of not hearing anything about in Ukraine about landmine situations. That's never hit the forefront of the news. I'm kind of proud of it because I've I, I heard I heard a professor tell his class that I was the one who was breaking the story on what's I know. going on in Ukraine. And and I'm here's like, there you are again, Mitzi. You're right at the forefront. And by the way, I'm I'm 82, and I love the idea that at 82 I'm a war correspondent. Oh my god, you're going to live to 150, but I think it's great because Just you me. have the ambition and the and the fortitude to move forward, I just, it's not an experience I would have thought of a, uh, a debutante. Yeah, I mean, when, you're an heiress, you were an heiress to a, a fortune, what was it, the Sheridan Hotel, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, we did sell the company when my father died, but I... I you understand what I'm saying. But we were paid for it, so, um, right. yeah, and, and I love to joke. Um, yeah, I mean, doesn't every hotel heiress want to grow up to be a war correspondent? I don't and want to... <laughs> This is serious talk, and I don't want to laugh, but, you, but you're right. I mean, you, you there's parallels there. Look, at there's a lot of saints in the world that were born into royalty, and they gave everything away, and, and they worked for humanity. And that's, again, I know I made that correlation with you about another matter during the last conversation, but this kind of rings through again. You're still always in a situation where you're trying to give back and give away and, and help others and trying to make life better for another person. So I, you're an inspiration to me. Well, I want, to, I want to share with you a, a quote from my late husband, by the way, who would have, I think, adored that, that I used his ring for humanitarian oh, purposes. Oh, I agree. Um, but he used to say, if you want to be happy, think what you can do for somebody else. If you want to be miserable, think what's owed to you. 
And so, uh, and then something that I just cherish, it's a quick story about Napoleon Bonaparte and Mother Teresa. Napoleon Bonaparte, he had all the, the luxury, I don't know, jewels, territory, power, all, all the material goodies that, uh, that life has to offer probably more than anybody else could ever have. Mother Teresa was the opposite. The only thing she owned, owned were the three saris that she wore and the sandals on her feet. Okay, who was happier, the person who had all the material goodies or the one who had none? And we don't have to guess because they, Napoleon wrote when he was in exile in uh, Saint Hel- the island of St. Helena in the south, um, wherever it was, uh, he said that he couldn't count five happy days in his life. <laughs> and yet he had all these goodies, you know, all this power, fame, sex, everything. Couldn't have count five happy days. Mother no. Teresa, with her vow of poverty, describes her life as a feast of unending joy. Correct. And yeah, which would you rather have, happiness or misery? No, I think you're absolutely right to make that correlation too. And, and like I said, you're exemplifying that that mentality. I really, really do appreciate everything you always do to Thank make you. sure that the humanity is moving forward because we're in a very precarious situation in these in these days. So you're yeah, you're I, one I of the forefront people. Yeah, I don't want the bad guys to win. Let no, let's exactly. us us who care about our fellow man, let's let's do what we can. So I know we only have a few minutes left, so tell me how could people get in more contact with or find out more information or get in contact with you if they wanted to help you and your endeavor? Okay, please put this in the show notes, but donorc.com forward slash Ukraine. If they'll make a donation, I see all the donations and you can write you know, a note and I will answer it. And I think I've written over a hundred notes to people so far and I love doing it. Oh, so, and, and by the way, uh, a $5 donation really counts. I mean, I'll take whatever I can get, but but like I know of a school child who who like saved her pocket money, and I think that child might have been eight years old. And you know, I I cherish any donation of of any sort because it's going to make a difference in people's lives. Well, you're beautiful, so I really thank you for all this time that you're actually spending with me. What is your mantra, and then we'll be able to call this. My call mantra? It. Yeah. Ah. What, what do you do by? Well, I'll tell you what gets me past all sorts of little hiccups in life, and that is roll with it. Uh, but but bigger ones, um, I, I have a motto of what success is. Success is measured not by what you can get, but by what you can give. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, I, I don't think I can add anything to that. That's great. It's simple. It's right to the point. It's not accepting. It's not looking for yourself but it's giving out to others which is the mantra um that christ had basically if you want to say christ had a mantra that's basically what it was give to others and be kind and be supportive and just show love to others so mitzi i want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about this i'm gonna have to get back and chat about that book eventually too as well because it's oh i'd like that you were able that you were able to get so much accolades from that that's wonderful yeah, ten ten national awards. Yeah, I am, according to somebody, a literary titan. 
<laughs> what gave you that idea to that book, by the way? For, for writing about Mark Victor Hansen? Yeah. Right. And I met Mark Victor Hansen, and it occurred to me that his ideas were so uplifting and inspirational and energizing that I, I asked him, has anybody written a, your biography? And he said, no. And That's I so said, to me. no, it's amazing. But he had written, sorry, he had read a biography I'd written of my late husband, Frank Perdue, and he, he liked it. So it it didn't take a whole lot of uh, wow. persuasion. He just said yeah. yes. That is that's wonderful. Well, I'm gonna actually pick it up and start reading it today. So you might be talking sooner than later. By the by the way, before Love I it. let you go, I'm, I let you want to let you know that you. your podcast that I did with you was the most listened to out of all of them. So you no really way, no way. It's true. So you really are an inspiration. Oh. Well, oh, thanks Love again. it. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate. I appreciate all this. Thanks so much, and God well, bless you for all you do. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and God bless you. Again, many thanks to Mitzi Perdue for taking the time to talk to us about this. It really is a very, very dire situation in Ukraine right now, and it's a wonderful thing that she's doing, so I'm going to announce it again. Just so you make sure you have it, you can donate. Like she said, even $5 would help. So it's www.com donor c s e e dot com slash ukraine and if you want to get in touch or find out more about mitzi yourself always go to our website at www.mitziperdue.com so next time we're going to be talking to david eaves and he is the brother of the president of the chosen llc and it's going to be a chosen edition next time. So I hope you enjoy that. It's a wonderful experience to talk to people about their stories of hope, will, perseverance, and inspiration. And how the chosen has affected them in that respect. So we're going to be talking to him, him overcoming his adversities. And I look forward to talking to him and hopefully inspiring you as well. So until next week, my Will Within family, be blessed. Thank you.